0: Log Talk Radio. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, FixTheNation.com. One more time. All righty. gonna jump right into it. Um, little change of gears. Was gonna talk specifically about um, Trump and the debate and things like that. We'll get that in, in a little bit. Gonna start with talking about the Charlotte protest. And what's happening in North Carolina right now, because it's a real time live example, tip of the iceberg, so to speak. Most of what's actually important, you will not see on your TV right now or hear on the radio right now. You're going to hear sound bites about police and protesters. You're going to hear that. You're going to hear the mantra of racism. You hear the mantra of police, you know, Blue Lives Matter, et cetera. Okay. Almost none of that. Is the real issue, which is tragic. And I've said it for a long time now in this particular election cycle because there are some core things that we need to simply understand and address as people in this country. Because what I say, the rub of the rub, the root of the root, if you deal with that, then stuff like North Carolina doesn't happen. Charlotte doesn't happen. This insanity doesn't play out because you have leadership. Okay. What do I mean? Let's go back in time just a little bit. Did a radio show, couple, about inner-city poverty, about racial inequality. It's an issue, people. Everything the Democrats have tried in 50 and 60 years and trillions of dollars has been a horrific failure now i'm an equal party basher though okay as a republican i am embarrassed that the republicans haven't had a voice prior to this year in offering a true alternative consistently and loudly to go fix that now Indirectly, yes. I'm talking about specifically go deal with the rub of the rub, the root of the root. Okay. Donald J. Trump actually is the only guy I can remember – and I'm active in politics. I'm, I am very learned in stuff like this. The only, only Republican I can remember that's being proactive in dealing with the root of the root. Why do I think something like that is important? Because if you're going to have a deterioration of the African community from within, if you're going to set them up to fail, then they do. If you're going to literally just start a synergy effort of creating, breeding frustration upon frustration okay, in any kind of, an, of, of a problem, it's going to come to a head someday, right? At some point, you have to deal with it. At some point, you have to find a true solution. So now we have something. Again, you can pick any state, any city, because it kind of ping-pongs around the country. You're going to have a person-police interaction. They're going to use techniques they are trained to use. It's going to end poorly for that citizen – Usually there is a real cause behind it that won't matter because the true anger isn't about how they acted. The true frustration is a little deeper than that and a lot broader than that in that they don't have a voice. They don't have a chance in life that someone dies is a tragedy. But if the entire community had hope and true rite of passage and true access or education or, or you know, higher ground, we all, all races, lose people. We all have tragedies. It wouldn't be as painful if you have no hope. And what, what is doesn't work. You feel like you're just – there's no other way to handle it. And so what happens? You protest slash riot. And I want to talk about that for a split second because I'm a big believer in freedom of expression. I've said that before. You can be my worst enemy. You can say stuff I absolutely disagree with and even hate. But i got a tip for you. I will celebrate your right to a voice about that. I have a right to say what I want to say, even if you don't like it. But you have a right to say what you want to say, even if I don't like it. That's the beauty about this country. We have a right, we have freedom of expression. That Kaepernick doesn't stand for the national anthem. Hey, it might be embarrassing to him, or it might be his, his true right. But I'm not going to discount the guy that he doesn't have the right to do that. I can disagree with him because that's my right, but it's his right not to stand. I, I, I can celebrate that. I completely disagree with what he's doing. I think it's completely defeatist in what he's doing, but hey, if it makes him happy, his choice, not mine. Okay, well, Let's talk about protest. To me, a protest is within the boundaries of law. You have the right to expression. You have to get and do it the proper way. Now, you don't have to get necessarily permission to do it, but you do have to stay within the right context. You do not have the right just to walk into someone's private property and start speaking your mind. That's private property. You need to leave. You can be in public property. That's fine. Here's a question for you. Can you be in the middle of a street? Because that's for cars, not people. If you're behaving, quote unquote, unlawfully, don't the police have a right to move you or to remove you? Of course they do. But here's the problem when you get numbers together 10, 20, 50, 100, hundreds, you start having a mob mentality and the quick action reaction. Of people reacting to what they think they saw or what they think they heard and one guy gets amped up everybody gets amped up and when you amp up 50 or 100 or a few hundred people law enforcement doesn't have time to go up the chain of command they have to rely on the training and tactics that got them there so now The difference between a protest and a riot is pretty critical, but it's also a real thin line because you can have a very, very passive protest sparked by one or two people get nasty real quick if there's enough emotion and anger involved. That's a little playing out right now in North Carolina because quite frankly – it's just going to end poorly. One civilian's already died at the hand of another civilian. And I'll go, I'll go to the root of the root from my end. How many people are going to have to die tragically before we get some leadership in this country, in these states, in these cities that addresses the rub of the rub and the root of the root? When is that going to happen? Let's use Chicago as an easy example. You have a mayor and a system that's been there for decades. You have kids getting slaughtered by each other. Week after week after week after week after week, thousands have died this year. Really? That's okay? Where's the anger there? We are all those people there. We are all the protests there demanding change. I don't mean change from law enforcement because that's not the issue like in North Carolina because it's not a us against them mentality. There it's us against us. I mean think about that. Killing each other and nobody even raises a collective voice. How come that just keeps going on and on and on and on? Because there's no real, true leadership that wants to get down, get in the weeds, get a little dirty, a little manky, and deal with the rub of the rub and the root of the root. To go talk to the pastors and the schools and the informal leaders in communities. To go talk to the people who, who, who live there. That feel it. And unless you're going to give people options, it ends poorly. So you need to fix it or it will always be there. And if you don't fix it and it becomes generational, i got a tip for you. It's really always going to be there because now it becomes, quote-unquote, normalized. And once you normalize something, the new normal becomes the old normal. Good luck getting it out because we, good or bad, are creatures of habit. You just get used to it. What you think about that? How tragic that would be. Yeah, it's just another day in Chicago. Seven more people died. Yep. What are you going to do in Chicago? You can't think that way. You're going to be horrified and want a better day every day. The very split second you capitulate and you say, hey, you know, it's Chicago. What are you going to do? It's part of living here. Just kind of have to get over it and move on. No, you can't ever say that. Dig down, hunker down. Get with each other and let's go fix it. But that takes leadership. So this protest is playing out. It's nasty. Want to take side bets? Does President Obama get on the on the airwaves and calm people down and ask for cooler HUDs to prevail and tell people to get off the streets? Does he back his fellow? Because he is the chief law enforcement officer of the entire country. It ends with him. Does he tell his police, quote-unquote, to stand down? Does he tell the the people to get off the streets? Does he offer support in a general sense and guidance in a general sense? Or does he just sit this one out and let the locals handle it? Translation, just let those embers burn. Leadership, action or inaction, defines you. Wouldn't you think someone with the ability and the wherewithal should intervene in a situation like this? And if possible, force calm... Think about this, which – and I'm going to be just a a little racist how I'm going to say it because it's it's descriptive. Do you really think some white guy is going to tell these upset minorities to calm down and to go home, and they're going to hear that right now? Why? They're emotional. They're upset over the situation. They believe they've been wronged. They're upset. They are amped up. Or do you think it would be better served coming from someone who happens to be a minority or an African American in this particular sense, i.e., President Obama? He would be the perfect spokesperson in a sense. I know I'm not trying to drop it on his lap, but it's an easy example. He would be an absolute poster child for someone who could get in the middle of this. Hell, he's from Illinois. Why isn't he active in Chicago? Why is he absolutely pushing that button to protect? Now, I'm not saying he's mayor of Chicago. It shouldn't be his to own personally. But wouldn't you think he'd care enough to push buttons in his home state to get people there more active? Doesn't make you wonder, but doesn't also want more leadership? I'm going to shut up and spin and go back to election 2016 topics, debate more specifically. There are, what, five days left until we have the debate this coming Monday, the first of three. They are hyping up to be the Super Bowl of debates. A hundred million people are expected to watch this thing, this 15-round brawl. Between the Donald of Trump And the Hillary of Clinton Um, I don't think it'll be quite that I think there will be some fire and ice It will be very curious to see what the moderator does But we had something here Again, I'm in the New York area And recently, a couple days ago We had some bomb scares and bombings We had some Knife attacks in Minnesota. We had some more knife attacks in Calgary. We found some bombs on the streets of New York. We found some pipe bombs in New Jersey. So we've had a really interesting few days. And speaking for this area, the area of the 9-11 fame, or infamous, whatever you want to call it, tragedy, it makes us a little skittish. It makes us think one more time, well, did we get them all? Are there more? That's pretty fair logic train when you live around here. Because we're not used to terror, but we do have to be a little proactively cautious. That being said, the debate being around the corner, think about the security details. Think about the people that have to scour, you know, every nook and corny corner. Think about that. They've got to be on high alert because you're talking about some pretty high-octane people And you know where you're going to be. Man, they've got to be nervous. So one, I hope the debate goes off. Number two, I hope everybody is safe. Okay? And number three, I'm curious if it changes the topics and how they'll be handled. Like, let's go back a week before these had all played out. Would national security be the number one issue on the radar. See, I don't think it would have been. Probably an economy or immigration. Some kind of a version of national security, meaning ISIS overseas, or the general thing about how to deal with terror, a general topic. Yeah, okay, I could see that. This is close to home. This is real. This is live, real-time leadership do you go to something like this and say how would you handle it what would you do differently to prevent future attacks like this and go down that path and if so who does that help who has the stronger national security hand the stronger protect the country hand debate will be interesting on that front Does it affect the mindset of the people perceiving the answers? Because now we're a little on the sensitive side. We went from being normal to a little sensitive. Now we want to be protected. So we want a little stronger hand now. Did you notice what Hillary Clinton said, by the way? Now she wants to vet or strongly vet refugees now this popped out of this because now she has to come out with a stronger hand see she's already ahead of this she knows how the game's played she already has gone to a point that she didn't want to go she wants open borders she wants everybody in she doesn't want to vet anybody that's not a choice but that was a political dynamic that got pushed because this situation, tragically, unfortunately, played out. Protest in Charlotte right now? Make bank on this. That's going to stoke another thing. You know, As president, you're the chief law enforcement officer, but you represent all people. How do, you, how, do you, how do you fight both fights? How would you solve this in real time and let the candidates go? Because, again, if you go back to the root of the root, the rub of the rub, what happens? You've got to go way deeper than the tip of this iceberg. You can't deal in real time. This is the reaction to the crap that happened. Good shooting, bad shooting. That's, That's not about that anymore. It's about these tactics are overblown. We need to go back and train differently. We need to handle situations differently. It also goes back to, okay, if you're on the other side, we need to go to the cultural base. And get this handled differently from having more options, having more hope and success, having a different voice. If you had community liaisons in law enforcement, you'd have a a, a way to reach through and, and, and share that voice and get true, real answers, true dialogue with people you trusted, people who lived in those communities. That doesn't exist right now should but doesn't and and we are a nation of laws so to me the police prevail period you know if they're in riot gear and they're in front of me i'm not going to sit there and throw rocks at them or taunt them i'm inviting a problem i'm not going to sit there and run up to them and try to startle them they're armed they're amped up. They're trained, but they also have triggers too, meaning things that will set them off. If they believe they are under duress or threat, they have a right to respond. So you need to be careful with that. And I'm watching these chuckleheads on TV. which And I don't say that lightly. It's, it just makes me giggle. Everybody's got a phone out. Everybody's filming everything. They run up to the police. And it's like, it's like a Saturday night party. That's not what a protest is. And why would you want to be around police like that in a situation like this? Now, if you're truly protesting, you're there to have a voice, speak your mind, stand your ground. But what are you doing dancing around and milling around? It's almost like you're waiting for something to happen. And if you want something to happen doesn't that kind of speak that's not really a protest? You're, you're kind of waiting for a riot to break out? And that scares the hell out of me as an American, because I don't want to watch this stuff play out real time on TV. Nobody wins when something like that goes down. What do you do, roll in the National Guard? Nobody wins. And there's a lot of damage that gets done, and those scars are deep and permanent. A tragic loss of life cannot end up being something that destroys a community, a state, or a nation. You've got to be better and smarter than that on all fronts. But again, it goes back to leadership or lack of leadership. Did you hear what Hillary Clinton said? quote, and, and I can't believe that she hasn't gotten hammered for this. Quote, she can talk to white people. Now she's trying to reach out to the, the minority community, meaning she can be the liaison, she can be the bridge. I can talk to white people for you. I want you to think about the, just the audacity of that kind of a comment. You mean minorities Need white people to speak for them? I got a tip for you. I don't think so. There are a lot of them that are incredibly intelligent, incredibly educated, incredibly vocal. They don't need white people to speak for them. Any of them. And to say something that incredibly racist and demeaning as someone who's running for office, that's pathetic why is she getting pounded for that oh I can talk to white people really that's your message because whoever you want to speak for is so incredibly weak you'll be the mantle think about that what a demeaning comment and I don't like her to begin with because she has horrific policies but man styles and approaches quick mention very interesting watching the two candidates i don't think trump's really studying issues on this i could be wrong in that but i kind of think he just kind of wants to wing it i will bet she knows every single detail of every single thing that she wants to do she's a hell of a lot more of a studied historian than he is here's the sad part That hasn't helped her be successful in any aspect of the federal government. She was a horrific Secretary of State. Not one country has a better relationship, and a bunch of countries started to go on fire on her watch. Things went bad on her watch. Benghazi went bad on her watch. She has horrific judgment when it comes to how to handle things. So... Sometimes having the knowledge piece doesn't mean you can utilize it for success, and sometimes being successful is a heck of a lot better than having all of the specific answers. Food for thought. Charlotte concerns me. Swing in the polls. It's funny to watch how the polls react to Hillary getting sick and making the deplorable comment, and then as she gets back on her feet, start to swing back toward her in a small way. It's interesting to see how he gets a little love, but not very much, from the media, and the media's really kind of caught in the middle, because they don't really feel good about talking about Hillary but they really just don't want to talk about Trump. But they can't stay away because, man, he sells papers and gets ratings. So you have one that you need and one that you, you, you just can't find a good story to run with. Short of blatantly lying to make something up that she did. You know, she fell down on an incredibly hot day. It was so uncomfortable. No, it wasn't. It was a cool, nice. 75 degree day it wasn't heat you have an issue stunning she did Um, hopefully that's behind her Um, I hope the debate does in fact fire off Okay, because again we're kind of on ticklish ground between the bombing Charlotte you know it would be interesting to see how the, the debate topics change very curious on that Um, Be very curious, see if President Obama gets involved in Charlotte. I'll be curious. I am a little curious that Charlotte seems to be the only police organization that seems to have taken more of a proactive stance. They're using stun grenades, flash grenades, um, rubber bullets, tear gas. They're, They're acting more military than... The cops in other cities that we've watched, quote-unquote, protests play out, those cops have been very passive, and they stand. They kind of let the, the crowd do their thing and kind of passively take the abuse. I, it doesn't seem like Charlotte is, is of that ilk. Um, I will say, in the last comment on the, on the topic, when eight people are injured, quote-unquote, seven of them are police, and the other one billion dies. You have issues because that's not a protest with an overbearing police burden. That's a overbearing protest burden that obviously has gotten so physical or active it's causing injury to police, and that should concern everybody because that's not healthy for anyone. Police are the law. Love them or hate them. They are, in fact, the rule of law. They're the tip of the spear. Back them, support them, and then verbally, vocally use the right process to go fix what you think is broken. The right process to the right end without damaging anybody. This is FixTheNation.com. You can catch me at the website, FixTheNation.com. You can catch me on Twitter, at FixTheNation. Ask me and talk to me if you choose to. Um, three books available at Amazon.com um, John A. Jensen, FixNation.com, One Grand Bargain, or Why Go Conservative? Um, feel free, take a look around. This is Blog Talk Radio. Also, that's on Signature and iTunes. So please share with friends and talk it up, and we will talk more very soon. God bless and good night.